Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. everybody this is terry from texas with yet another episode of terry's mysterious moments episode number 23 tonight i've got a few stories to tell you one uh, several stories from one listener who has been kind enough to send in and, and share his stories with us and trust us with the handling of those stories and then i'm going to touch on a story that I told several episodes back on episode 11 and I've got kind of a clarification of that story that came to pass then I've got a personal story at the end that I'm going to tell and it's going to be a little different from what you might think so anyway let's get started with this issue of Terry's mysterious moments okay I have a listener from Utah his name is Glenn And Glenn wrote me a message and said, Hello, Terry, I told you earlier before that I had some stories I wanted to pass along to you. These are very short stories, and me being a reserve police officer, I stake my reputation on the truth. Here they are. He starts off, My name is Glenn, and I live right on the edge of Ogden, Utah. I worked part-time on the weekends at a hotel that is now part of the Marriott Hotel chain. I worked at the hotel doing security from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Friday and Saturday nights from October of 2013 until I was laid off in mid part of February 2014. I always felt a little strange in the hotel kitchen with most of the lights out or in the hotel restaurant, but I never really honestly had any paranormal experiences, not until early 2014. I was the hotel security guard and my job was to cover the lobby and hotel desk while the night auditor was on lunch. The night auditor, a nice lady, was from a small town in Mississippi from what she had told me. She had the accent and she had many life stories to back that up. When she returned from lunch, I was pulling a prank on her. She was at a stand across the hotel lobby getting condiments for her coffee while she was away from her desk i called her phone from another phone at a desk near hers but i was looking in the opposite direction in the lobby i hung up the phone just as she got to it after at least two tries in a row of calling and hanging up i could not resist laughing out loud anymore 
My coworker told me, and I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was something like, you better watch out or I'll send my friend after you, as she laughed a little. Her friend, you see, is a ghost. She told me about him in the past. I went back to the time clock and was headed back to the front desks and lobby area. I suddenly felt what was like a sensation of being poked with a finger in my left ribs, in front of my arm and behind my arm. I was confused, also a little bit tired, but I never felt anything like that in my life. I said out loud, hey, stop it. I felt one last poke on the backside of my ribs, and then it stopped. I told my co-worker about it. She didn't laugh. She said, see, I told you I'd get my friend on you. After that experience, I never teased or joked with her again. Glenn goes on to say there's more to this story, so here's the rest of it. Later that morning, I told a, ma a maid who worked at the hotel for 30 years since it opened. The maid told me many things had happened in the hotel, and there were many strange things that happened to other employees. I honestly never knew that until she told me. Then I found out from others there have been many paranormal types of activity there. Here in Ogden, Utah, we have at least one other hotel that is haunted. It's the former Ben Lomond Hotel. It has a new name. I don't know it. Ogden City has had an amazing past going back to the time when the railroad came to town and beyond that. It is said that even Al Capone came to Ogden and left town saying it was too rough for him. Anyway, I have another true story I'll be submitting shortly. Thanks, Terry. Well, Glenn, I can identify with your job as a security officer in a hotel because I myself did some time, a very short amount of time, but still enough time in the Minger Hotel here in San Antonio, which is one of the most haunted hotels in Texas. And things can get weird in the middle of the night when you have a big open place like that i found uh, there was a motor hotel at the back of the actual hotel and i found one door open three times in one night with no one in the room no one checked into the room no reason why the door should be open and i know that the guys from the counter came back with me to check it and locked the door each of the three times the fourth time i came around i didn't even look at the door i just walked on by i was going to leave that one alone i never saw anything at the minger uh, other people have said they have but i felt different things i felt a sense of dread down one little hallway and i think it may have been a fear cage if you know what a fear cage is, you understand the, the effects it can have on some people. But my imagination would go crazy while I was in that hotel. And there were some really odd occurrences, uh, odd feelings I had while I was in there. So thanks, Glenn. That's a, that's a good story. Now I'm going to read your other one here in just a moment. And this is one of those, what do you do with this kind of thing? Stories, okay? Glenn writes again, I was at a friend's house in Ogden, Utah's older East Bench area. 
I was at my friend's house for about an hour before going to work. It was one afternoon around 3.30 p.m. and I was sitting at his dining room table as we were talking and watching TV. Nearby where I sat was a corner wall. In view is an area where the bathroom, a bedroom, and another bedroom meet. I can easily see part of the bathroom. I noticed a dark shadow-like figure move through that area where the meet rooms meet. The dark area itself cast itself on the bathroom floor. I thought to myself, oh, my friend's daughter was home. I asked my friend if his daughter was home and he said no. I told him I'd seen a dark shadow shape of some type just now move through the hallway area. He said no one is here. This is the first time I'd seen anything like this in my life. Thank you for sharing my story. Well again, Glenn, that's another good story because I have had similar experiences myself. In my bedroom, I have an attached bathroom that has one outside window, but it's got a curtain over it. So light doesn't really come in through the window in the, you know, like if a car is driving by, it won't show the headlights or reflections off the car. Uh, besides, it's perpendicular to the roadway, and it, I live in a mobile home, so it's set far back from the highway, from the roadway. But I do see shadows in my bathroom because it's got it's got a garden tub in it, so it's got mirrors on the wall above the tub, not over it, but up the wall beside the tub, and I can see shadows moving around in that bathroom from side to side. That is the bathroom that the door decided to go ahead and shut on me one day while my wife and I were sitting here watching TV. And it's also the bathroom that we heard footsteps come out of and walk to the front part of the house right between us. And it was very, very particular heel-toe, heel-toe, heel-toe of a heavy shoe, uh, of a, of a hard-sole shoe. It wasn't sneakers or anything. So yeah, Glenn, I I I can identify with you, man. Those are those are some good stories. Uh, I like the fact that you were working in the hotel and her friend got your back for being mean to her. <laughs> I know you were playing, but still, things like that happen. Well, I want to go on and remind everybody about a story that I told some time back in episode eleven which aired on April 26th of this year. I was talking about some experiences that I'd had in, in my house and different things that have happened to me, including a, a recent experience at the time that I didn't know how to chalk up. And even now I don't know how to chalk it up. I would see these little square flat things with brownish gray fur kind of undulate away from me like a like a flying carpet might if you can think of that I saw one when I walked into my bedroom and walked to the head of my bed to pick up the TV remote which was on a side table and something ran off of my right leg underneath the chairs where I had the TV at the time sitting and I didn't think anything about it. I just thought maybe I was just seeing things. And I, um, I was in a local store just after that, 
and when I reached up to get something off of the shelf I saw this little grayish brown thing run up my arm and onto the shelving and disappeared in the shelving now when I say I saw that's all I did I didn't feel them I didn't feel something run off my arm or run off my leg I just saw them there was no noise no sounds of any kind so I just chalked it up to okay I'm seeing things I'm getting older you know don't know what to say about it well then I told the part of the story that I walked into my bathroom from my bedroom and I would walk distinctly in the middle of the doorway not uh, not to one side well the power cables for that TV were to the left side of the door but they were pulled back around a, a bookshelf to go up the chairs and to the back of the TV so they weren't in the way well, I pushed open the door, reached in, and turned on the light, and as I took a step, I heard a funny noise, but I didn't look down because I thought maybe I just stepped funny on the board that's there at the door. And when I went to take another step, I let off with my left foot, and something yanked my foot back and tripped me into the bathroom. <clears throat> and I fell on the floor thinking that I very possibly had broken my right shoulder because my arm went totally numb immediately the way I hit. Well, I looked back to see what had caught my left foot and wrapped around my ankle. And I don't just mean caught by my foot, but wrapped around my ankle were the cords to the TV and the, v and the DVD player that were on top of the TV. I don't know how it happened. But I said at the time that I blame my little flat rats for trying to kill me. And that was basically the end of the story. Now, as Paul Harvey used to say, here's the rest of the story. As I said, that show aired on April 26th, which means that I recorded it the 23rd the 22nd of April, and the story happened about a week prior to that. So the middle of April is when the story actually happened. Well, on May 16th, I went out to take the trash out and put it on the curb, and I heard the sound of a kitten crying loudly from down the street. And I went down the street, and there was a trash can, you know, one of the big public trash can I mean not public but one of the big uh, city trash cans down there in front of someone's house and I could hear this cat crying this kitten and I looked around and I even opened the trash can thinking it was inside well the sound came from somewhere else so I looked around again and I actually moved the trash can and there was this waterlogged little cat that was just, I mean, he was literally soaking wet. He was dripping wet with water. Don't know how it happened. I have ideas, but I'm not going to make suppositions. Anyway, I picked up this little rascal and took him home. And he looked like Siamese or Burmese. He had the coloring that was brown and gray 
you know, that light tan that they have with the dark ears, and he's got the crossed eyes and the big blue eyes. And he's a beautiful little cat. We named him Jack-Jack. Now, if any of you remember the, the movie The Incredibles, Jack-Jack was the baby, and Jack-Jack was literally a holy terror. Well, the name fits this kid well, this, this cat well. Anyway... I got to watching Jack-Jack, and he would do the same thing that the, quote, my little flat rats would do, except he didn't run up my arm into shelving. But he could move around quite agilely. And one point, he did actually pull the cables that I was talking about out into the middle of the floor. But I noticed them before I walked, so I didn't trip on them. But I've never really had something like that that I saw in clear daylight, open eyes, not dreaming, and then have it come true with a real thing, my kitten. And Jack-Jack is one of those really radical little kittens. He likes to play a lot. He can get pretty wild at times. So there's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it, but this thing happened to me visually and then it came to fruition with Jack-Jack coming into our lives. So I don't know what you call that. Anybody has an answer, please let me know. I would love to hear from you because this has got me stumped. Now, there are times when I will write something on my Mysterious Moments Facebook page that I will not put onto the show. And sometimes I will tell things on the show that I don't put on my Facebook page. So, this is one of those things that I put on my Facebook page, and it's not, quote, paranormal, unquote. I call it supernatural. Now, I have to tell you that I do differentiate, it's just my own personal thing, I differentiate between supernatural and paranormal. And to me, supernatural can be those things that affect you on a spiritual level that are positive. Um, being a Christian, I have certain viewpoints. I'm not going to argue with anybody over them, but I have my beliefs, and they are my beliefs. And this is one of those moments where I was spiritually affected by an event that happened. And I'm going to read this as I wrote it on the Facebook page. I think that not all mysteries need to be paranormal. Some, and I've had several of these, are supernatural. I personally separate paranormal from supernatural, though both have deeply spiritual effects. I have a story I'd like to share with you all, a story of a supernatural event that occurred to me on the campus of Alta Frio Encampment out on the banks of the Frio River west of San Antonio. This is a very emotional story for me, so bear with me. It was the week that our church and others gathered for youth camp, a week of spiritual instruction and leadership and I was there as a counselor for the young, for the youth, for the teens. It was midweek, but there had been very intense spiritual activity going on. 
I, however, was becoming frustrated that some of the kids were either not responding or they were just being outright mean. And I found myself being very hard on the kids under my supervision. After a blow up, another counselor cornered me off to one side and really read me the riot act. But he did so with a heart of love and friendship and I responded to that caring. I went off to myself and with tears streaming down my cheeks, I prayed for forgiveness and strength to make it through the tough times. And right there, off, off to the side of the tabernacle, sitting on the fender of the church trailer, I felt the warmth of arms wrap around me. I felt like a child being held by a parent who wanted to make it all better. I truly believe that Jesus himself was that parent and that his love broke through my shell of anger and frustration. I just sat there feeling that warmth, that love, and that caring only Jesus could give. It was a supernatural moment. It wasn't paranormal, but I know that it was real because it happened to me. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, please send them to me at Terry. Uh, at um, I'm sorry, at, for, at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook, or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook, or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. If you have stories to share, let me hear them. If you have comments, let me hear them. I'd love to hear from my listeners. I want to thank you for listening to the show. Those of you that are faithful listeners, I love it. Those of you that are new listeners, I'm glad you came by. I hope you like the show and we'll stay and listen more. I would also remind you to listen to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast which airs on Mondays or which comes up on Mondays with Aaron Hunter as the host as he reads some of the best of reader stories and does some pretty good interviews too. So again, listen to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast on Mondays and my show Terry's Mysterious Moments on Wednesdays. Thank you for listening and good night.